Hello, hey, and howdy to all of you. It's the Paul Leslie Hour, where for 18 years, interviews with some of the most fascinating people you ever met are featured each and every week. On today's episode, we feature an in-studio interview and musical performances with singer-songwriter, performing and recording artist, Wesley Cook. Rolling Stone magazine had this to say, Upbeat positivity is a Wes constant in his music and his attitude. Well, you may concur after you listen to this enjoyable show with talk and recorded live music. You know, one of the great things about the Paul Leslie Hour is the archives. You know, we're getting each and every interview made available on all the listening platforms, from Apple to Spotify, iHeartRadio to Audible. It's a lot of work, digitizing and mastering all that content. And it's made possible by people like you. That's right, the listener. Just go to www.podcast.com. ThePaulLeslie.com. That's www.thePaulLeslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And we thank you now and forever to everyone who contributes. Now let's hear what these crazy kids did several years back in the studio. Here's Paul Leslie and the lovable darling Wesley Cook right here on the Paul Leslie Hour. Today's guest is none other than Wesley Cook. There are not many musicians that manage to grab my attention to the extent that Wesley Cook has. Uh, when I first heard his music, I was immediately hooked. There are not many musicians, first of all, of his age that have accomplished what he has accomplished. He's 24 years old. He has an album, We've Been Here Before. As I said, I was immediately just drawn to his music. So joining us today in the studio is Mr. Wesley Cook, the man that the boys want to be and the girls want to marry. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Wesley. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> You've been called by a lot of people a troubadour. <laughs> and a lot of your music, to me, uh, reminds me of that kind of music. Um, the one song that in particular comes to mind would be Persephone. Could you tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about that song? Um, well, it, like uh, most of my other songs, is just kind of an accident, really. Um, mostly because I don't... I mean, I have stacks and stacks and stacks of uh, lyrics at home on paper, on napkins, what have you. But um, but for the most part, I'll just regurgitate something on the guitar, and it'll it'll just tell me something that it, that it should be about. And so... Um, it's usually an accident that I find that I end up at the conclusion that I do because the music just tells me what the general subject should probably sound like in order to support what the music itself as, as it stands, uh, would sound like, you know? So, uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those songs that, uh, people think is beautiful or depressing or whatever they want to. And that's, that's what I really do want to do is not tell you what it's about, but you walk away with whatever you feel it should be about. Persephone, of course, being a, uh, was it a Greek goddess? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I'm honestly, it, it's I'm a little fuzzy on it. It's Greek, I know, and it deals with the whole changing of the seasons. That was the Greek explanation for changing the seasons. Persephone is in Hades when it's cold and wintry, and Persephone is here on Earth when 
uh, when it's summer and it's everything's in bloom and everything's nice. So that was the the Greek explanation for changing of the seasons. But the name itself kind of was an accident. It just kind of fell into place for me. I was like, wow, that would that would probably work out better than anything I could think of. So (laughs) it was an accident again. It seems like a lot of references to poetry and literature find their way into your music. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, how is it, for example, I mean, you don't hear many titles of songs like that that would, for example, use something on that kind of level, a Greek goddess. Tell me about some of the uh, inspirations for these songs. Um, Well, uh, my father has a lot to do with my my influence in in lots of ways but um he uh he's very educated he has a uh, a phd in comparative literature and he always made sure to keep me around all all kinds of poetry like when um when five-year-olds were out were out doing yard work during their allowance i was memorizing sonnets and soliloquies from hamlet and things like that and so they're not just in english either because i lived abroad all growing up so um i just had things like that bouncing around in my head just just from the get-go and although i might not have known what it meant at the time my dad tried to explain it to me but um the simple fact that it was there the whole time growing up and i can still regurgitate the to be or not to be speech today it's um uh all that stuff is just more meaningful because it's very loaded it's like it's like using biblical terms a lot of people ask me whether or not i'm very religious and i'm not really but um but just a term from the bible is would just mean a lot more. It's just a weightier thing. And so it helps, it helps add weight to where just putting together words and language might fall short. So, I mean, it just means more by itself. So I, I like using literature that I'm, that I know like that. There's so much, uh, international feel to a lot of your music. For example, the song Spanish dancer, mm-hmm. uh, you have kind of an international background, having lived in a lot of interesting places, and at such a young age, having the chance to see things that um, most people don't get the chance to see. And just coming from personal experience, living in a different country is always going to affect your life. So tell us a, about, a bit about your background and how you ended up in Athens, Georgia. Well, um, first things first, both of my parents are American. My mother is originally from Georgia. My dad is uh, from uh, New Jersey, actually. They met overseas. My mother was in the Air Force until I was about two or three, and my father, to this day, teaches for overseas military high schools and, and such. So we didn't have to move every year or two, like the crazy schedule that actual Army brats have and all that. Rather, um, my family was civilian, and we could choose when to move and kind of where we wanted to. So um, I was born and raised in Germany near the French border, and uh, I went exclusively to German schools and all that. But English is my first language, as most people always ask, well, your English is so good. It's because that's it's all I spoke growing up in the home and all that. So it is my native language. And then uh, when I was 10, I moved to Korea, where I went to my first American school, where my dad was a teacher again. And um, that's that pretty much covers it. And after that... It was kind of like, well, uh, where are the kids going to go to college? It's, well, um, our statehood is technically Georgia, so why don't we go there? So uh, pretty much we, we just picked Georgia for in-state tuition. But uh, I uh, I might not have chosen – I've always loved to do music, and I've always written and doing and done things like that, but I might not have chosen to do this for a living if I hadn't moved here. So I there's uh, an element of chance and, and I think maybe a little destiny for me too because this is absolutely what I want to do. 
And the song Spanish Dancer has a bit of the flamenco guitar sound. Mm-hmm. What uh, inspired that? Um, it means something. Um, like the blues means something. Flamenco means something. Every country has its own form of country, its own form of its own folk. And uh, one of the things I was raised around a lot is um, Portuguese music and gypsy music and Greek guitar and all that kind of stuff. My dad really got me into that, too, all growing up. So it's just hardwired in my brain to to do that and to respond to it. And so, of course, I would try to imitate it. And when I would, such a subject would come up. I mean, it's a, it's a visual thing. So uh, that's pretty much how that came about, just just as equally as anything else I've written. I'm sure the listeners are dying to hear a little flamenco music. So would you care to play Spanish Dancer? Uh, sure thing.
Very good. <laughs> Wesley, you've been compared to a lot of artists, and uh, it's a big compliment, for example, to be compared to Bob Dylan. And I know yeah. that's one of your heroes. Mm-hmm. One of them, for sure. So tell me about some of your influences <clears throat> and some of the musicians that you adore. Well, there's, I mean, there's such a laundry list, and honestly, a lot of them I, I couldn't even tell you the name of. It's just things ringing in my ears from from growing up, just because I was just buried in music uh, all growing up. But I, I love it, obviously. Um, I mean, lyrics. I mean, lyricists like Bob Dylan, and um, you know, the old school country, the uh, the Johnny Cash, the Dolly Parton. Yes, Dolly Parton. She's a stud too. Um, uh, there's a lot of international influences too, because every language, I mean, there, there are things that are lost in translation that, um, don't really mean as much in another language. If you say it the exact same way, it just means something different. You really can't say it. But, um, but growing up, um, around these different people and countries and languages, I got to see kind of a, a common thread that ran through them kind of, and as far as expression is concerned. And so there really, there really aren't too many names exactly, I mean, I could keep rallying them off, but uh, but for the most part, I think it's the fact that I've been surrounded by things like that growing up that did the most for me. The one song that I've I've heard compared to a Dylan song is "Freedom Song." Mm-hmm. Where did you uh, get the inspiration for that? I was actually uh, one of my friends for my birthday actually got me um, "No Direction Home." The uh, was it Scorsese the uh, the uh, biography video DVD on Bob Dylan actually. And, um, just seeing, it just, it just inspired me because, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm pretty passionate person about things, uh, that I believe in. And, uh, but at the same time, I like being ambiguous as far as musical statements are concerned because it's music, as I always say, is personal and it's none of my business because, uh, every song to somebody is coming completely different. But, um, but this is one that's always appropriate. I mean, I, I, it's, it was an accident. This one, some songs take me a year and a half. This song took me 10 minutes, but, uh, it just, it just kind of fell together for me. But, uh, but Bob Dylan definitely had a lot to do with influencing the, uh, the style, the blueprint of the song, but not, not where it came from. Well, let's hear it. All right. Freedom song. <clears throat> child born of woman and of man and she will do with your permission all it is she can and she is no one person's child but some say otherwise and for anyone to have this child would be quite the price and some men do in houses bright and brilliant to the eyes and they keep her locked up for themselves and many men will die the men we never see but ride the laws for you and me Well, they keep her locked up in a house for only them to see. They give us all locks of her hair to prove that she's alive. But she belongs to everyone. Why keep her locked inside? And I sing this song for the fallen sons, the ones not coming home. And tell their wailing mothers now that they are not alone. And they run their hands through freedom's hair and tell her don't be scared. Cause it was all to keep you safe that they died over there And we all fear for freedom, safety, the wall's too tall to see Just what is being done to her by people you can't see 
The streets are filled 10,000 strong and they demand the proof to see young freedom in all her glory and give the lie to truth. And then the kings tell men with heavy guns, tell them to go away. Or half of them won't make it home to see their kids today. Give us our child, the crowd demands, but it falls down on deaf ears. And black and white and all alike shed patriotic tears. And then the night sky comes alive with fire from the guns that fills a thousand boxes up with freedom's loyal sons. And I sing this song for the fallen sons, the ones not coming home. And tell their wailing mothers now that they are not alone. And they run their hands through freedom's hair and tell her don't be scared. Cause it was all to keep you safe that they died over there. And ten thousand strong now million grows and takes the castle walls. And briefly blinded by the glitter of the castle halls. They shout, freedom where are you? But there is no reply. And surely it's not possible for our freedom to die. And sure enough, and there she sits awake on her bed And strong men drop in genuflect and bow their heavy heads She said, I need you like you need me, please don't leave me alone And victorious they shout in the street, their freedom's coming home And I sing this song for the fallen sons, the ones not coming home And tell their wailing mothers now that they are not alone and they run their hands through freedom's hair and tell her don't be scared Cause it was all to keep you safe that they died over there And run your hands through freedom's hair and tell her don't be scared Cause it was all to keep you safe that they died over there Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Wesley. Uh, we were talking about earlier about some of the, you know, the styles that you have. You have some of that flamenco song, song, sound on that one song and a lot of uh, ballads. And I know that that word is tossed around a lot with you, ballads, mm-hmm. and you're described a lot as a troubadour. Uh, but there's a lot of other styles that seem to find their way through your music. Uh, one song we played here on the show, Tasty Devil Woman, mm-hmm. very strong blues kind of influence. I thought it sounded like Fingers Taylor should have been singing that. <laughs> it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds like a song that Fingers would do. But uh, the song Tasty Devil Woman, I was saying earlier, Devil Woman is kind of a, a little bit redundant. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so uh, Tasty Devil Woman, what does she taste like? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) We all know, and so does she. That's the problem. (laughs) So tell me about the blues and your music. Well, uh, it's undeniable. One of the things my dad kept me around a lot was, uh, or I was just around a lot, was old school blues, old school um, Muddy Waters and uh, old B.B. King and John Lee Hooker. I was around all that stuff a lot, including a lot of Motown and things like that. So just... um, I mean, not all of its um, depth and magnitude of of meaning. I mean, I mean, it's also just levity where you can't, where no part of your body can possibly sit still listening to this stuff. And uh, I respond really well to that too. So, uh, of course, being 
a mimic a lot uh, in my own way. That's definitely left its impression on me as well. Well, I'm in the mood for some blues. <laughs> Let's hear it, the live version. Of Tasty Devil Woman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love that stuff. devil woman and let me buy you a beer here taste the devil woman come show me everything that you got taste the devil woman and show me what you're not gonna give me and i'll give you anything you want taste the devil woman and take my shoes and take my pride taste the devil woman you got me hot and bothered on the inside taste the devil woman I'll do anything for a rain Tasty devil woman And you knock me flat broke On my backside Tasty devil woman Why? No Tasty devil woman You're the finest young thing here tonight Tasty devil woman You're the sweetest little thing At my side Tasty devil woman Come show me the time of my life Tasty devil woman what you want with me and I'll make sure you get everything alright Why? Taste the devil woman, why? And take my shoes and take my pride Taste your devil woman You got me hot and bothered on the inside Taste your devil woman And I'll do anything for I Taste the devil woman And you're not me fly broke on my backside Taste the devil woman, why, why, why? Oh, taste the devil woman It's time for us to get us some shots Taste the devil woman We can talk about our delicates and whatnot Taste the devil woman About a hundred dollars later in shots Taste the devil woman And I think I'm going home with you baby girl But you make it clear I'm not Why taste the devil woman Why and take my shoes and take my bright tasty devil woman You got me hot and bothered on the inside tasty devil woman And I'll do anything for a rain tasty devil woman And you knock me flat broke on my backside tasty devil woman Why, why, why? Shoes and take my bright tasty devil woman. You got me having bothered on the inside, tasty devil woman. And I'll do anything for a ride from you, tasty devil woman. And you knock me flat broke on my backside, tasty devil woman. Why, why, why? I think you have a little bit of black in your roots. <laughs> Mayhaps. Mayhaps. <laughs> so tell me, Wesley, uh, was Tasty Devil Woman based on one woman? I mean, $100, that's a lot of money for some shots. And everybody else would say so, too. So no. <laughs> Not really. It's more of a philosophy. <laughs> but it's funny. 
<laughs> well, well, tell me the story. Um, again, there isn't one. I was just uh, messing around. I said, these chords are kind of cool. So I was like, what does that sound like? I was like, what is that? I said, all right, well, it's definitely got a little bit of attitude, a little bit of swagger. But it sounds kind of sarcastic. Kinda like... <laughs> so it just kind of happened. And so... Um, the title, I'm so I'm so bad with titles. If if all the titles were left up to me solely, it would just I'd be a laughing stock. <laughs> so, uh, but the title was kind of interesting. But but that actually came first, and so I was like, ooh, I've got to support this somehow. But it ultimately, it just became like a fun, sexy kind of joke, kind of in a swaggering kind of way. I still I still have no idea. It's whatever you think it is. But that's that's the most stumbling way I could possibly have expressed it. But <laughs> I, I'm not good at this. <laughs> On a more serious note, uh, the one song that really grabbed me from your album, We've Been Here Before, and I told you this before, this song, uh, well, to be quite honest, it depressed the hell out of me, <laughs> but I loved it, uh, and that was uh, Father of the Son. Mm-hmm. And you told me the story behind this while we were busting up a Starbucks so tell me, uh, tell every, the listeners what you told me, minus the profanity. <laughs> very key words there, very key words there. Um, well, well, it's the first song that I ever really completed. I finished, I started that when I was about 15, and I think I put the final stamp on when I was either 17 or almost 17. Um, but that one... That one has taken the longest for me to write, for sure. It, um, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot to say about it. I mean, a lot of it is whatever you walk away from it with. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a very it's it's got a lot of meaning. I mean, ultimately, it's uh, it's a celebration of life, if you ask me, and it's a cautionary tale at the same time. And I use obviously a lot of religious uh, symbolism in this simply because. Uh, Given the subject matter, given the potential subject matter, it's it does the best to um, I don't know adds the most weight to it without saying much to me. So I mean, but there's just a lot to it. I I really don't know how to how to isolate a certain way of expressing it. Really. Well, we'll have to let the listeners decide. This is Wesley Cook's song, "Father of the Son." I gotta arrange this right quick. Took mine to balance the loss. 
black earth I'll retire to the dirt And shed all my pain and hurt He took my baby angel With his hand on the gun And he took my unborn baby son He killed my baby angel Like his son on the cross And he took mine to balance the loss me about that song first of all it's such a beautiful song a very sad song it i'm amazed that you wrote that when you were 15 well that's when it started but it definitely wasn't finished then but the idea most of it was done i think it took me a while to settle with it that level of thought that depth of of thinking was not in my mind when i was 15 so you are quite a songwriter thanks when you're not playing music, mm-hmm. what kinds of things do you enjoy doing? Huh. People, um, people, honestly, uh, I mean, uh, I'm a, definitely an extrovert, definitely a, <laughs> definitely a party animal. That's for sure. That's certainly a way to describe me. But um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I like spending time with my family. I'm a very, very family oriented kind of guy. Um, I don't know, spending time with my friends and family and, uh, hitting the town with, with those jerks. That's, that's always fun. <laughs> but, uh, aside from that, that's, that's one of the reasons why people are so shocked that I have written things like this, that I do music or, or especially, uh, when it comes to things like father, the son or whatever, because most of the time, uh, it's such a transformation. Even my mother's like, you know, I can't believe you write things like that just because it's, I mean, I've only been doing this and the album's only been out since December. So, I mean, it's. A relatively new thing that I'm with that I'm what I am now. Uh, I don't know, just just whatever. I'm down for down for whatever kind of nonsense and stupidities there are. You come from a very large family with six siblings. Mm-hmm. Well, there are six of us. Six of us total. Yeah, mm-hmm. six of you total. Mm-hmm. 
Are you the only one that has pursued music? The only one that has pursued it? Yes. Um, my older brother is a stud piano player and, uh, my, both of my younger sisters are, are, um, very good singers. One of my sisters plays guitar as well. Hasn't done it for a while because they changed their mind. Didn't want it. I mean, I don't know if they ever want to pursue it for a living, but my, uh, 17 year old brother has, is just a total stud on guitar. I mean, total stud. I mean, he can on electric, he can just make me look like just a jerk. So, I mean, it's, it's, I, I guess it's floating around the genes somewhere, but none of them have ever voiced wanting to do it uh, as a profession or, you know, none of them have ever voiced it and haven't sure absolutely doesn't have done anything to, to suggest it even. Ending up in Georgia, uh, you composed one of your songs somewhere over Georgia. <laughs> Tell me about how that song came to be. Sunrise over Georgia. Yes. Sunrise over Georgia. Sunrise, yeah, but I did compose it. What did it I say? Somewhere. Somewhere. But I did compose it somewhere in Georgia. This is true. So, <laughs> well, um, like I said in the beginning, uh, old country and that crazy, like a bluegrass picking, I love that stuff. I've been playing guitar way since before I started trying to sing and write things to, to say on top of it. But, um, uh, I was on, actually on a road trip. And, uh, I, of course, when you live someplace, you can't wait to get away from it. And so I did. And I was gone for several days, and on the way back, I, it was just just a long car ride. Couldn't wait to get home, and we were crossing the Georgia line as the sun was coming up, and so it was a, kind of an organic experience for me, if you'd like to say that, and um, just just kind of happened. And so uh, the intro is, of course, vintage Georgia, but uh, but I had my own things to say about it. Well, let's hear it. Sunrise over Georgia. Wonder if I wonder if any of the good listeners will recognize the intro. Maybe, maybe not, but probably. Just to make it the paychecks and did so for his life And on his deathbed, old and gray He wished he made time for a wife He never ever wandered off Explore this land of mine And I'll keep my My beautiful sunrise, Georgia She's always on my mind Mrs. Clayton was born out in the middle of nowhere And much to my surprise She could sing just like songbird And nobody knew until the day of her demise She never ever wandered off Explored this land of mine And I'll keep mine My beautiful sunrise, Georgia She's always on my mind All these people have something in common, large and small They 
spent their lives in their boxes and nobody left and they never learned anything at all. They never ever wandered off, explored this land of mine. And I'll keep my, my beautiful sunrise, Georgia, she's always on my mind. And I'll keep my beautiful sunrise, Georgia, she's always on my mind. Pretty sure I can do it faster than That's one of the Wesley Cook songs that is not available on the album. Uh, he's played a couple of the cuts that are not on the album, but I imagine soon, maybe someday in the future, we'll be seeing a second Wesley Cook album. Is that so? God willing. There's actually a Wesley Cook band now. Um, but uh, actually, Sunrise Over Georgia, there's actually a video clip of me. It's it's out on YouTube, but you can also go to my website, WesleyCook.com, and, of course, MySpace, Wesley Cook, and um, there are links to everything there. You can find everything there. So tell us about the Wesley Cook Band. I did – this has been a, a huge education for me. I, I didn't write any of this stuff for any for anybody but just me, so I've been – I mean – not on purpose, but I'm just very ignorant as to what it can sound like. I'm not a producer. I don't. I'm not a drummer. I'm not a bass player. I, I don't know what it what to do to, with it. But um, but I have a drummer and a bass player now, and I I can't believe what it sounds like. I can't believe what it sounds like. It's it's I don't know. It just it's, it just sounds so good to me. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I might be biased, but I've scrapped far more songs than I've played. I mean, if I don't if I don't like how it sounds, I ain't playing it. But um, I just can't believe what it sounds like. It's it's. I'm very excited, and I and I think that my fans will like it a lot too. Because it's not. It doesn't abandon anything. Anything that the song fundament, fundamentally means in the first place. I absolutely not. I I wouldn't do it if it didn't support it. But uh, I'm definitely excited about it. Will we see "Leave It All Behind" on the second album? It's possible. It's possible. Poss- it's entirely possible. Seeing how the first album I plan on doing with the band, I would love to make it a live recording once we once we get everything down and moving. So tell me, Wesley, uh, the song uh, "Leave It All Behind." Mm-hmm. You mentioned in particular that, that was one you wanted to do today. What is it about that song that you like? Um. Well, I mean, mostly my sister likes it. Plus, uh. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I like playing all my songs. I mean, otherwise I wouldn't be writing the things. But um, I don't know. My 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 uh, sister Cameron really likes it a lot, and so I guess that's why I like playing it. Just just because uh, somewhere out there she's she'll be hearing this, and so that way she can just have it recorded somewhere. All right. Well, this one is for Cameron. This is leave it all behind. 
starring Wesley Cook here in the Henry Jordan Carry Nation studio. I'm even entertaining the notion of changing the song just because everybody's like, hey, that's poppy and nice, but it's like, well, it's Cameron's song, so I might even change it to that. Who knows? But either way, here it is. Let your hair down just a little more A little girl gonna take on the world And beautiful on the outside you are And inside a prisoner you are And don't take the little things and make them mountains To take some part of your day And I'm just a little bit more than concerned That you'll let these things blow you away Born free you are, and born free you'll die So don't let you lock you away And born free you are, and born free you'll die So don't let you lock you away And leave it all behind And live your life like you'll die tomorrow But dream like you never will Like you're free and crazy And I'll follow you until We reach the ends of the earth Turn around and walk on back to the other side And float off high on the music we make And leave it all behind Leave it behind trade being outside today in exchange for standing in line and that's no way to go through your life honey and it sure as hell ain't mine and don't take the little things and make them mountains to take some part of your day and I'm just a little bit more than concerned that you'll let these things push you away Born free you are, and born free you'll die So don't let you lock you away And born free you are, and born free you'll die So don't let you lock you away And leave it all behind And live your life like you'll die tomorrow But dream like you never will like you're free and crazy and I'll follow you until we reach the ends of the earth turn around and walk on back to the other side and float off high on the music we make and leave it all behind leave it behind I like it. Best enjoyed with a Sprite Zero. So, <laughs> so, You're in good company with such lunacy. Wesley Cook gets compared to a lot of artists. I've heard people say Bob Dylan, and I have heard so many people compare him to Dave Matthews. And in the beginning, Wesley Cook used to play a lot of Dave Matthews covers. He still throws one into his set list every now and then. But Wesley's going to tell us a little bit about it. One of the songs that I played a lot because I didn't have much of my own was just Dave Matthews covers and one that I love a lot that absolutely 
just influenced me a lot is satellite. For some reason, it just does. It just strikes a chord with me. Can't help it. What is it about Dave Matthews that you believe, uh, that makes you uh, believe this greatness? He is a, definitely a great artist. But tell me what about him attracted you to his music? The fact that he celebrates life in just about everything, no matter how dark he's being, he's there's there's an element of life in it. There's definitely an element of life. Plus, he and I have a, uh, a similar upbringing, having been raised all over the place. He was raised in South Africa, and you know he was raised around apartheid and around all these issues that people most of the time just kind of hear about. But I mean, I've been threatened and beaten up because I'm white and because I'm American in the places I've lived sometimes. So it uh, it, it gives you another angle on things definitely gives you another angle on things. And so, I don't know. I mean, I just relate to him a lot. And that's before I even knew any of that stuff. And I was like, wow. You know, not that he had a lot to worry about, but obviously that kind of thing disgusted him. And who, who wouldn't it? So, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, the, the more and more I keep learning about the guys, just the more it just, I don't know, it just seems like, uh, and I'm sure you hear lots of artists say this, but I don't know. We, we just seem to have a good bit in common that I don't hear too much about. Well, maybe we will be seeing Wesley Cook open for the Dave Matthews Band one of these days. I I probably wouldn't make it to the show because as soon as, soon as I learned that I would a meet him or b get to play with him, I'm sure I'd have a massive heart attack on the spot. But it, but what a way to go! I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> so Wesley, there's one song on your album, uh, one that I in particular appreciated, and it has some cello playing on it, which mm-hmm. you don't hear much of that in uh, most music on traditional radio but tell us a little bit about the song a letter home well just like anything else um uh, the the guitar part of that was actually inspired by um a a buddy of mine in korea who's a very good guitar player and uh he he came up with part of that song but then there was another guitar player he was with who added the other part and so i have the bigger hands so i just kind of put them together in my own way and uh, I always thought that was just so pretty. I was like, that's that's such a pretty way to, to play that. And so um, uh, he never did anything with it. So I asked him if I could. And he said, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, so yeah, I uh, just ran with it with my own meaning. I played it for a long time just as an instrumental before I had any words to it at all. But um, it has to do with um, not necessarily being away from... Um, your girl or anything like that necessarily, although that's one of the lines in there. But mostly it's just being about being separated by, by duty, whatever you feel that might be. One of the songs that I thought was kind of like a coming-of-age song was Sweetest Kind of Love. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely see that one getting a lot of radio airplay. That's, yeah. I've heard the couple people I've talked to, they say that the first few songs on the album really set the tone what made you want to start the album with Sweetest Kind of Love? After everything, after all the tracks were recorded and after everything was done, that was, that was, um, we, it took us days to figure out exactly how we were going to, how we were going to do it. Especially because nothing I do is very formulaic. It's not like, well, here's your genre and this is definitely your single. There's no way to put it. I mean, uh, you ask 10 different people and, um, and I've, and all 10 have told me a different thing that should be my single or should represent me to them. But, um, they felt the same way, pretty much, that that's kind of like a radio airplay type of song. And, you know, not to alienate labels or bigger things, because obviously they could really help me as far on on the road to doing this for a living. 
So I, I don't know. We just ended up picking that as being the first one since ordinarily the first song should be a single or the is somewhere in the first three for sure. So no skin off my nose. It's not like I had anything else planned. So it just kind of happened that way. One song that I think would go over well on the radio and I want you to play here is So Long. Mm-hmm. Would you mind playing that one for us? No, 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 not at all. Yes, I, I, yes, I have a serious moral issue with playing this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's so long. Hips and lips, tongues, fingertips are rolling around my bed. Your breath is a potion, it sets me in motion and riles me in my head. Now touch your thigh and I get high. Let's go back inside And I've been waiting on this cloud so long, so long, so long, so long Wondering what you could taste like to me so long, so long, so long Wondering what you'd look like touching me so long, so long, so long, so long, so long Glances and rising romances and hair falls in her face And inhibitions are crashing down to the sound pulsing in this place And giggle and shine, feeling fine, darling what a time And I've been waiting on this cloud so long, so long, so long, so long Like to me so long, so long, so long. Won't you know what you look like under me? So long, so long, so long, so long, so long. And the morning rays on these summer days. Like church bells pierce through the air And our eyes do see just you and me And breast and back still bare And the winds are gliding past your cheek And dancing through your hair And chests are rising so enticing Mesmerizing, hypnotizing, hypnotizing
I think I've interviewed about a hundred people, and I've never said this before, but I've, I'm going to say it now. Oh God! I think the world. I think the world is going to know your music. I am very hopeful that you are correct, sir. <laughs> I think you're great. I think that the world is going to know your music. I think you're going to make it. You're going to be a famous musician. So I thank you very much for taking the time to do this. It was my pleasure. Thank you for coming down here, Wesley. Thank you so, so, so much for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, of course. But I have one question. As Shoot. this program goes out all over the world <laughs> through the power of technology Ooh. and the mental power of Henry Jordan, what would you, Wesley J. Cook, like to say to the world? I was warned that this question would be asked to me, and I can't say that I am any farther along after hours of thinking about it that I could answer it very well at all, other than don't settle for anything less than what you want, because I didn't realize I was doing this, and I always say I don't mind opening a door with my head as long as it opens, but um, the same goes for everybody, and for music, don't settle for something, make sure you... Make sure you do something, make sure you hear something that fulfills you, and pursue it, and pursue it, and pursue it. Because if there is no pursuit in life, there ultimately is not much of it in life, that is. Again, thank you very much, Wesley Cook. Thank you. High five. Up top. <laughs> That's it. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer. Written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano. The traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.